Hallelujah. At last and did my Savior bleed and did my sovereign die. Would he devote that sacred head to such a woman as I? At last and did my Savior bleed and did my sovereign die. Oh, would he devote for such yes at the cross at the cross at the cross where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away oh it was there by faith I received my son and now I am happy all the day was it for crimes was it for crimes from Matthew chapter 27 verses 11 to 26 Sister Chenari is coming to read the scripture for us 
Remain standing, please. Matthew 27, verses 11 to 26. So I'll give you a few seconds to get to that passage. And I read. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said to him, It is as you say. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he answered him not one word. So the governor marveled greatly. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to releasing to the multitude one prisoner whom they wished. And at, the time, and at that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that they had handed him over because of envy. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him, saying, Have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? They, they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, What then shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said to him, Let him be crucified. Then the governor said, Why, why, what evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumult was rising, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You see to it. And all the people answered and said, His blood be on us and our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, and when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. May God bless the reading and hearing of his word. King of my life, I crown thee now. Thine shall the glory be. Lest I forget thy thorn crown, crown, lead me to Calvary. Can we sing that again? King of my life, yes. King of my life, I crown thee now, thine shall thy glory Oh, lest I forget thy thought, lead me to Calvary, yeah. Yes, and oh, 
me the tune, show me the tune where thou was laid tenderly more than well. Oh, angels and robes of light array guarded the wise house. Lest I forget, lest I forget. to Calvary today. Hallelujah. 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 Oh God. Lest we forget God. Lead us tonight again to Calvary. 
Take us back to the cross. This is at the cross where everything occurred. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our second scripture reading is taken from Matthew 27. Continuing the reading where we left off. And once you find it, you may want to keep it open at that spot because we are going to continue reading the story. Reading from verse 27 to 44, Carrie Ann is coming to lead us in our scripture reading, our second scripture reading. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole Gerserian around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. When they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a, and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. Then they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off him, put his own clothes on him, led him away to be crucified. Now as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name, gave them him, him they compelled to bear his cross. And when they had come to a place called Galatica, that is to say place of a skull, they gave him sour wine, mingled with gall to drink. And when he had tasted it, he would not drink. Then they crucified him and divided his garments, cast in lots, that it might be fulfilled with which was spoken by the prophet. They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Sitting down, they kept watch over him there, and they put up over his head the accusation written against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and another on the left, and those who passed by blasphemed him. Wagging their, head, wagging their heads, saying, You who destroyed the temple and built it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests, also mocking with the scribes and elders, said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he is the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusted in God, let him deliver him now, if let him deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. Even the robbers who were crucified with him reviled him with the same thing. I'll never know how much it to see my sin upon that cross. Hallelujah. I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. Said I'll never know. 
never know. We'll never know the price you pay. Oh, said I'll never know. Yes, God, we'll never know how much she had to see, to see, to see my sin. Said we'll never know.
You are worthy, God. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. Yes, he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's deserving. Hallelujah. 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 As we continue our scripture reading, our final reading is taken from the same chapter of Matthew chapter 27, verse 45 to 61. Reverend Jackie Watson is coming to read our final scripture for us this evening. Good evening. Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood there, when they heard that, said, This man is calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed, and offered it to him to drink. The rest said, Let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked and the rocks were split, and the graves were open, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. And many women who followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him, were there looking on from afar, among whom were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and mother of Zebedee's son. Now when evening had come, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who himself had also become a disciple of Jesus. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be given to him. When Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his new tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock. And he rolled a large stone against the door of the tomb and departed. And Mary Magdalene was there and the other Mary sitting opposite the tomb. This is the word of the Lord. Praise God. Above all powers, above all kings, above all nature and all created things, above all wisdom and all the ways of man. Thank you. You were here before the world began. Yes. Above all kingdoms, 
above all thrones, above all wonders the world has ever known, above all hell and treasures of the earth. There's no way to measure what your worth. Let's give the Lord a big hand for what he did for us there. 
He took the fall and thought of me and you above all. Isn't that wonderful? Come on, let's give Jesus another big hand. Come on, he, he deserves it. It's all about him. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. Let's give the worship team a big hand. Let's thank them for leading us in his presence. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to welcome you this evening. Glad that you're here to remember with us what took place over 2,000 years ago. One of the most momentous events in all of history. The death of God. Think about that. It was the death of God. He was equal to God. He is God. The enemy thought they had the victory. But he had a plan. Isn't that like God? He always has a plan. When the enemy thinks that he's winning, God has a big plan. It's the same thing in your life tonight, my friend. When the enemy thinks he's about to win, God has a better plan for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes, he has. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm going to let you make your seat and altar right now as we go to the Lord in prayer. You want to remember many who were having challenges. We've had our sister Foster and our sisters who have lost another, have lost a sister in Canada. Remember the family in prayer. We've had others. Sister Daniel lost her dad. Want to remember her and the family in prayer. We have others who have had surgery. Others who have been taken to the emergency room. Others were recuperating all different needs. Sister Reynolds is back from visiting her brother who is ill and needs a miracle from God. So many different ones tonight that need divine intervention. And God is able. He's able. Will you bow your heads with me as Reverend Ira Francis comes to lead us in our prayer as you make your seat and altar today. Let us pray. Man of sorrows, what a name for the Son of God who came, ruined sinners to reclaim. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Bearing shame and scoffing rude, in my place and your place, condemned he stood, sealed my pardon with his blood. Hallelujah. What a Savior. He told us who believe in him, whatever we ask the Father in his name, believing it will be done. Let's bow our heads and our hearts, believing as we ask according to his will, that whatever petitions we ask will be done. Let us pray. Our Father, we give you thanks for the love, the immense love that you have for us, that you would send your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to 
bear the penalty for our sins on Calvary's cross. We give you all the glory and the praise. We would not take for granted what you have done for us. Father, forgive us when we take it lightly. Forgive us when we misuse his name. Forgive us when we do not reciprocate this love. When we do not act upon this love and receive his forgiveness and his grace. Forgive us, oh God. As we commemorate the time of his death, we turn our hearts to you in repentance of our sins. We do not want to be guilty to crucify afresh the Son of God by refusing to live righteously. So we ask you to cleanse us today from everything that would prevent us from entering into all you have for us. Wash us afresh in this very blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary. Your word says without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Thank you for shedding your son's blood through wicked men. Thank you that we can now be reconciled with God and have peace with God. And today as we come, Lord, we lift up the needs of this congregation. We lift up families who are mourning, loss of loved ones. We thank you that you're still the great comforter. We lift up those who are sick or recovering from illnesses. Thank you that you're Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. We lift up those who lack. We're thankful that you're Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. And you said the great shepherd who will meet all our needs. Father, we thank you that you're the God of all hope. And even when our hearts are despairing and broken, there is hope in God. We thank you, God, that Jesus' resurrection brings hope for us. We do not have to despair because of our circumstances. Father, we lift up your manservant tonight who will bring your word. We pray for the rich anointing of the Holy Spirit. May the word connect with our heart, be mixed with faith. That it, not one would return to you void, Lord, but our hearts would be responsive to your word, and we would obey your word. For this is what you desire of us. Oh, God, that we would obey your word. We pray for salvation to take place. We pray for repentance for, for the backslidden. We pray, oh, God, that you would strengthen the one that's struggling. We pray for the one that's lukewarm would come alive because of all that Jesus has done. And Father, we lift up our brothers and sisters all over the world. We pray for strength. We pray for those who are being martyred because of the gospel's sake. That you would give peace and comfort. You would stand with them, oh God. And none would recant their faith. We pray for those who have never known you all over the world, God. Some have never heard the name of Jesus. We pray you would send forth your word and send forth witnesses in every corner of the earth. That Lord God, men and women of every nation, tribe and tongue would come to know you. So we thank you again for all you did on Calvary through Jesus. And we commit this service to you, O oh God. May none of us leave the way we came. And we thank you for the work of the Spirit even now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you turn to the person on the right and let you tell them it's good to see you tonight. Come on, turn to somebody, turn.
to see you. Amen. Good to see you. A couple announcements. Well, one of first of all, thank those who Reverend Edwards and men and several others went today uh, to the homeless shelter there and and they participated in what is called um, a very Good Friday. It's a Good Friday thing, and usually give it some other name. But, but it's a very special service they have, a, like a Thanksgiving on Good Friday, and where they actually gave out several clothing and food, and they serve them, and there's music. That, I think we have some pictures of what happened there. They can throw those on the screen and just roll through a little bit of what, we, what happened there today. Uh, you see some of the crowd, and they just, just take us through the three slides that I think we have. Uh, that's how to show us a picture of what has happened. There, there was foot washing and all kinds of, there were those who did, you know, they cut barbering and all kinds of things taking place. And uh, they told us that there were uh, 69, 79 volunteers from various organizations. Isn't that wonderful? And so God provided. So let's thank those who went. We appreciate them. Thank you, thank you for all that you did. And uh, as part of our outreach program, and uh, we just want to give God thanks for that. Well, I want to remind you, of course, uh, that our Easter Sunday service is this Sunday. We have two services at 8 and 11. We're looking forward to a full house in both services. And we believe in God. We've been praying for those souls. And we believe in God for a tremendous harvest of souls on Easter Sunday. So don't, remember, forget, don't forget to continue to pray. We've been working on a 555 plan, and uh, it's, it ends on Easter Sunday. So continue to pray five minutes for the rest of the couple of days that is left as we pray for those who need Christ so that they will come by the Spirit and know Him personally. I want to remind you our anniversary service, our 25th anniversary is only two weeks away. Two weeks away right now, we, we're counting down. And you've been getting, you've been working on, I hope you've been working with the acrostic. Have you been working with the acrostic? Yes, good. And uh, each day you are counting down using that. Text it to some, a couple of friends. And uh, you, can, you can put your own spin on it sometimes in terms of, you know, watch. When they say watch, you know, watch your mouth. Amen. You can tell somebody. Send a couple of five people. There are some people, there's many of us that need to watch our mouths, isn't it? Right? So it's a good, that's a good thing to say. So watch your mouth today. Amen? <laughs> All right. And watch yourself. Guard yourself against the enemy. Watch out for that enemy. That's another thing. So you can use different things as you use the various words that are given. But you can put your own spin on it as well and send it to different ones as we count down towards our 25th anniversary service. Now part of that countdown, as you remember, we're having this 25th anniversary tailgate a barbecue, it's going to be on the 13th, the Friday night before the Sunday. And the wristbands are available. You can get them tonight. There are wristbands available for you. $10 for the wristbands. And children, five and under, are free. So you want to be able to participate in that. It's going to be a great time. Don't forget to get your wristbands before they run out. Uh, there's a limited amount of those. And then, of course, tonight, I know that... Uh, there is a fish fry after the service in aid of missions. So you want to participate in that. If you would like to participate in taking some fish with you home, that's a great thing to do. You'll enjoy that later tonight or tomorrow. Uh, they'll be available after the service as well in aid of missions. 
And of course, our service, our 25th anniversary service, is focused around missions. It's focused around missions because it's focused around giving God the glory. And so it is that what we're, we're going to be doing, it is to let him know that we want him to get the glory and to appreciate what he has done for us over these 25 years. And if you remember the deadline for pledges on Sunday, and so you want to be able, many, some people have already met their deadline, uh, but you haven't, we're looking forward to you bringing that in on Sunday when we're going to take that special offering in for our pledges towards those ministries that we are contributing to all around the world. All right, those are uh, some of the highlights of our, our announcements. I want to, at this time, get ready. We have a dance ministry that they're outfitted in. I think it's a new outfit. So they're looking sharp and beautiful. So why don't you put your hands together and get them a big hand as they come tonight. They're shining bright. Gotta keep looking up, tears are streaming, heart is beating, love is leaving, yeah. But I gotta keep looking, some will trust in horses and chariots, but I will look to the hills and I will not fear. Some may say that they found another way, but my eyes are on you. And I will not move from the hill, the hill, hill. Yeah, trouble has found me. Pressures crowding, people doubting. But I gotta keep looking up. Ground is shaking, walls are breaking. And my heart is racing But I gotta keep looking Some trust in horses and chariots But I will look to the hill And I will not fear Some may say that they found another way But my eyes are on you And I will not move Oh, some may Yeah. 
depressed that you are trusting God too much to give up. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's give him a big hand. Come on. I'm going to ask Yoshua to get ready to receive the evening's tithes and offering as we give unto the Lord. Give back to him what is his. He's promised always to bless our obedience. us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the privilege we have to give of your own. We acknowledge that we own nothing. We're mere stewards. And we give cheerfully this evening. We give willingly, God. Not grudgingly. But knowing that it's more blessed to give than to receive. But we're also conscious of your word that says, if we will walk in obedience to what you ask us to do, you will bless our obedience. So we give, as you have asked, we bring the tithes and offering into the storehouse. You said, prove me now herewith. And many will prove you right now. Some who have doubted will begin to see the work of God. We ask you to use it to expand your kingdom here on earth. But we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
understand? The passage of scripture has been read indicating for us a portion of the story that took place over 2,000 years ago when Jesus Christ was crucified on the cross of Calvary. It is tempting on Easter weekend to rush past the cross and to get to the resurrection. Someone said that we Westerners, when we do think about the cross, we tend to antisepticize it. Many of the paintings don't really carry the graphic picture that you are seeing on the screen. It's not usual that we see it that way. Most of the pictures that you see of Jesus on the cross, someone it says looks like he just showered before his moment of glory. No, my friend. Jesus was a blooded, beaten mess. And I understand that we don't like to look at the cross. Crucifixion brings up a lot of uncomfortable emotions. For some guilt, sadness, perhaps confusion or shame. But emphasizing the resurrection over the cross leaves a gaping hole in our theology. And in our attempts to answer the question of why there is evil and pain all around us. So tonight, I want to take a few moments to share with you what we see or what we should see when we look at the cross. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you that your words are life unto those that find them and literal medicine unto all flesh. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would speak through me, that you will do the work that only you can do. It is not by might nor by power, but it is by your Spirit. May the Spirit of the Lord speak to us tonight. May there be receptive hearts and attentive ears. And may you do, may you bring others into the kingdom. May you bring back that one that is drifting. And may you, Lord God, strengthen that one that has decided to go all the way with Jesus. We thank you for that which you're doing and what you will do. And we give you the praise and the glory and the honor. We ask it in Jesus' name. And all God's people say, Amen. When the Apostle Paul went to that great intellectual Grecian city of Corinth, he said this. He said, I'm determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And when Paul described what his message was, he says, we preach Christ crucified. Now I want you to know that to the people of Corinth, the preaching of the cross was foolishness. For them it was utter nonsense. To them his death in this manner was foolishness. The Greek word here for foolishness is moria, 
which literally means idiocy. Out of this Greek word is where we get our English word moron. This is how the Corinthians evaluated the crucifixion of Christ. The idea of a world being saved by Christ crucified was indeed foolishness to those who were proud and boastful and who thought that the wisdom of the world was vested in them. And many false teachers were attempting to supplant the foundational preaching of the apostle and they also sought to gain their own power. And what was Paul's response to them? We find that in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and 17. Here's what Paul says. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with words of eloquent wisdom. Here's he said why. Lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. I pray tonight that it will be for the power of God to you. The power of the cross is the gospel that saves and transforms. There was no other message. It is the gospel. It is a power that changes us and will transform us. And I like the old great hymn, the old rugged cross. It says, on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. Oh, that old rugged cross, he says, so despised by the world, has a wondrous attraction for me. For the dear Lamb of God left his glory above to bear it in dark Calvary. In that old rugged cross, stained with blood so divine. Here's what the songwriter says. A wondrous beauty I see. Not like the Corinthians. For it was, an old, it was on that old cross Jesus suffered and died. To do what? To pardon and sanctify me. Can you say that to me? To pardon and sanctify me. That's what it was. It was on that cross that the Son of God endured our hell. Suffered for our sins. It was a paradox. God killed the power of sin with the power of the cross. When you look at a cross tonight, what do you see? Hopefully you don't see like the Corinthians did. There are many things to see when we look at the cross. But allow me in the next couple of minutes to show you three things that I believe that are paramount that I don't want you to leave without seeing tonight. First of all, in the cross, we see the strongest proof of God's hatred for sin. You see, God has stated that a soul that sins shall die in Ezekiel 18, 20. And it says in Romans 6, 23, and the wages of sin is what? The Bible is clear. In Romans chapter 3, 10, it says, there is none righteous, no, not one. And that includes you and me, my friend. And Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that again includes who? You and me. To gain a clear understanding of God's attitude towards sin, we have only to consider the purpose of Christ's death. The scripture says to us 
in Hebrews 9 and 22, it says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Here is a positive statement that there can be no forgiveness of sin unless our debt has been paid. Can I tell you, God will not tolerate sin. He condemns it and demands payment for it. Now, people may not understand that. God could not remain a righteous God and compromise with sin. Do you understand that? His holiness and His justice demand the death penalty for sin. The tendency today is to feel that such a position of God is too severe. So we find ourselves manufacturing another gospel. We may say that sin is not so bad. But God said sin is very bad. So bad that he demands the death penalty for sin. When we look at the cross, we see how drastically God deals with sin. Jesus, the only Son of God, cried out from the cross when he had to bear the full brunt of our sins. He says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You see, to be just, God had to let him bear the full brunt of our sin, not his. The scripture says, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. If God had to send his only son to the cross in order to pay for sin, then I say to you tonight that sin is dark indeed, and we need to recognize the danger of living in sin. While we may feel the heaviness of the effects of sin, we often don't grasp how serious a sickness sin itself is. My friend, sin will take you further than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, cost you more than you want to pay. The crucifixion is what brings us to this deeper understanding. As theologian Fleming Rutledge said in an interview with Christianity Today, he says, why did the Son of God die in the worst possible way? Why crucifixion and not another method? And he says, because it corresponds to the depth of depravity caused by human rebellion against God. It shows us just how bad things really are. I want you to take a look at this video clip. A little bit graphic. Because you need to see the price of sin. He paid dearly. It wasn't cheap. Look at that.
Only a mother. She remembered when he was a little boy. And she had to go to him at that time. Blooded. Beaten. And it wasn't for anything that he had done. It was because of you and me. How can we turn our back on him? How can we just ignore him? When you take a long look at the cross and you see Jesus suffering, it should lead us to a deeper repentance, a deeper hatred for sin, a deeper love for God's will to be done, and a deeper commitment to pray for the work of his kingdom. And so the first thing you see when you look at the cross, my friend, the first thing you should see is the consequence, the seriousness of sin. It is the strongest proof of God's hatred of sin. That he allowed his son to suffer. You heard about the beatings. I couldn't show you the part of the passion with the cross. The passion of Christ. When I saw it again today and I looked at it and I was trying to decide what clip. That's a very innocuous clip that I picked for you. If I had picked the clip that where they were beating him, I don't think I, I had mercy on the kids because I knew they were going to be in that with here with us tonight. My friend, Jesus really suffered for you and I. His, he, he, he went, he suffered tremendously all because of sin. It was sin that sent him to the cross. He was paying the price of sin. And for God to be just and fear, somebody had to pay for sin. And he took your place and my place. You and I should be the one that's being beaten. You and I should be the one that go to the cross. Because the wage of sin is death. But we can't even pay for our own sin because of the nature of our blood. We are still stained with sin. We need pure blood to please God. And so the second thing we see in the cross, we see God's solution to man's alienation and depravity. At Calvary, Jesus Christ purchased forgiveness with his blood for all the trespasses and sins. And now through him, there is found reconciliation and he brings us peace with God. The Apostle Paul gives a better understanding of how this was done in Colossians chapter 2. In verses 11 and 15. In verses 14 to 15 Paul says. We have Christ's work on the cross. Described in a technical and more detailed than we've ever seen before. It is not a simple message of God love you. 
And so he, he died for you. It's greater than that. What took place on the cross is deeper than just that, my friend. Paul wanted the, the people of Colossae to understand this. And he talked about the handwritings of requirements. He says it was removed. And I want to stop for a moment and turn over there with me to Colossians chapter 2. And I want you to read with me there. Because I want you to see what happened. And what the Apostle Paul said. Colossians chapter 2. And I want to read from verse 11. He says, In him you also were circumcised. With the circumcision made without hands. By putting out the body of the sins of the flesh. By the circumcision of Christ. Buried with him in baptism. In which you also raised with him through faith. In the working of God. Who raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your trespasses. And the uncircumcision of your flesh. He has made alive together with him. Having forgiven you all trespasses. Having wiped out. Here's the verse I want you to focus. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us. Which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way. Having nailed it to the cross. Having disarmed principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them. Triumphing over them. I want to explain to you a little bit more about what he meant by the handwriting of requirements. This was like a certificate of debt. It's like an invoice or a document telling us we owe something to God. You see, my friend, the law condemned us. It condemned us for our failure to keep it. Remember, if you break one law, you broke what? All. But when Jesus died, he took the certificate. He took the certificate with him so that he could write across it with his own blood. Canceled. Debt paid in full. Praise God tonight. You can understand that he paid the debt in full. Or a sin's. Are like a bad debt. Anybody's ever bad, bad, bad debt? He took the death of Jesus to pay the debt. And to fulfill the law's demands. Can I tell you what Christ did my friend? He wiped the slate clean against us. Oh my goodness. He wiped the slate clean against us. The blood and the pain of the cross. Were part of the process of atonement. Our debt was canceled. That's why the song where I said he paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone. And guess who came in for us? Jesus Christ did. Can you give him praise tonight? He did that for us. He did that for us. Our debt was canceled because Christ Fulfilled the rigid requirements and regulations which condemned us all. You must understand we were all under condemnation. We were all under condemnation of sin. We were all destined for hell. And if someone did not pay the price for our debt, our destiny would be hell. But tonight, because Jesus Christ went to the cross and paid the price for us and canceled our debt, we have a blessed hope. We know where we're going. It's a better place and a better day coming because of what Jesus Christ did. You see, my friend, 
Christ has canceled the debt and the law has no grounds to accuse us anymore. But Jesus Christ did even more than that. He did even more than just cancel the debt. He took the law that condemned us and set it aside so that they were no longer under its dominion. And so the Bible says, and Paul says in Romans 6 and verse 14, we are delivered from the law. He says, we are not under law, we are under what? Grace. Turn to somebody says, we are under grace. Say somebody says, tell somebody, thank God for grace. Hallelujah. If it was law, you and I would be in trouble tonight. But because of Jesus Christ, there is grace. Unmerited favor. Hallelujah. We can't earn it. We don't deserve it. But he gave it to us. What a God. What a God. What a Savior. Praise God tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. By his substitutionary atoning death on the cross of Calvary, Jesus completely obliterated the law's demand towards the sinner. Thus we have the words of Isaiah, the prophet, he says, The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. God through Christ has forgiven our sins. And the legal case against us is closed. The devil cannot accuse us anymore. The case is closed against you. You have been set free by the blood of Jesus. And whom the Son set free? I am free. Can somebody say, are you free tonight? Hallelujah. We are free. We are free from the burden of sin. We are free from the guilt of sin. We are free from the power of sin. Can I tell you? We are free from the consequences of sin because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. And so tonight you and I can rejoice when we remember. That's why I like when it says Good Friday. You know, I thought about it. It never said Bad Friday. No, Jesus, it was a, it was a terrible thing that happened to Christ. But for us, it is what? Good Friday. Indeed it is for us. Satan and his forces were dealt a powerful blow, my friend, of defeat at Calvary. You see, these dark forces had gathered against him as he hung on the cross. And they thought victory was theirs. And the devil was having his party. And they were thinking, we got him. We got him. We got him. But what they did not know, Sunday was coming, my friend. Sunday was coming. Praise God. God always have a plan. God always have a comeback. It was a setup for a comeback with God. The devil doesn't know what he's dealing with. And so tonight, I want you to know that Satan is a defeated foe. He cannot, he's not out of existence, but he's defeated. The Bible says he's like a what? Roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You see, what he comes to do is to roar to make noise. Have you ever seen those dogs that like to And if you do this, that's how the devil is. He'll come at you, he'll come at you, he'll come at you. And if you back up, if you back up, if you battle says, No, 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 stand fast. Stand fast, the Bible says. Keep your ground. Come against him. The Bible says resist the devil and he will what? Flee. Because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. 
Hallelujah tonight. Praise God. That's why you can plead the blood of Jesus and take authority over the enemy tonight. And he doesn't have to have control over your house, control over your situation. You plead the blood, you walk through your place and you take authority. And you say the blood of Jesus is in this place. The blood of Jesus cover this place. The blood of Jesus over my family. The blood of Jesus. And the blood will cover you and protect you because there is power in the blood. There is power. Hallelujah. And then the third thing you need to see in the cross, my friend, is the depth of God's love and the wisdom of his plan. It was Pilate who said, I found no fault in him. We have an innocent person. Jesus was innocent. There were no charges. Everything against him was false. He who had committed no treachery, he died for me and you. And you know, the Bible says we were traitors. We were enemies of God. And he died for us. He underwent the most humiliating, excruciating, painful form of punishment in the world at that time. It demonstrates the love of God for us. No wonder Paul says in Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. But God demonstrated his own love towards us. In that while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Knowing I am loved in that way by God of the universe changes me. Knowing that he understands my suffering. And wanted to spare me the suffering. And is with me now in the midst of our suffering. It changes me. It leads me to trust him more dearly. The judgment of sin is a good thing. And if he's willing and indeed was planning all along to take the evil and suffering of the world on himself, surely I can trust him now to bring about a final victory. A full restoration in the order of the end. People have suffered oppression and persecution. Like the poorest of the poor. And they understand that sin must be judged, but they have a hope. There's a better day coming. You see, Christ's death removes or what the theologian call expiate our sin and our guilt. The guilt of our sin was taken away from us and placed on Christ who discharged it by his death. That's why in John chapter 1 and verse 29, John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus took it away. That is, expiates our sin. Why did he do that? Because of John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The only reason for you not to have everlasting life will be your own self. Jesus has already made it possible. I want to say because of his great love for us, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. That's what Paul says in Galatians 3. Christ redeemed us from the guilt of our sin. 
He says we are justified as a gift by His grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. Christ redeemed us from the power of sin. Knowing that you and I were not redeemed, Peter says, with perishable things like silver or gold from your future way of life inherited from our fathers, but with the precious blood of a lamb unblemished and spotless. The blood of Christ. The reality of substitution is at the heart of the atonement. Christ accomplished all of the above benefits for us by dying in our place. That is, by dying instead of us. We deserve to die. And he took our sin upon him and paid the penalty himself. You know what the Bible says? He says, greater love hath no man than this, than a man laid on his life for his friends. That's why the song says, he called me friend. He laid down his life for you. I want you to think about that tonight. You think God will go through all that he did and there is no day of reckoning? There is no day when everything will have to give an account? Do you think it's just going to pass by? I can live anyway, do anything, and it just passed and nothing is going to happen? Oh, my friend, Jesus didn't pay that price for nothing. God is a just God. He made him pay the full brunt of your sin and my sin. Because he, one day he's going to reconcile our life. And he's going to bring us before him. And we're going to have to give an account of what we have done in this life. Burying your head in the sand like an ostrich and ignoring it is not going to change it. It's not going to make it go away. You and I are going to have to give an account of how we've lived in this life. Christ paid dearly to let you and I live forever with God in peace. To be reconciled with God. Because you and I are born with a sinful nature. You and I are born with a tendency to ignore God. The average person wants nothing to do with God unless the Spirit of God woo you. And when the Spirit of God woos you, it is a time to say yes to Him. And if you have made a decision to serve God, let me tell you something. Serve Him well. Serve Him well. It's not one foot with him and one foot in the world. No, my friend. Tonight is the night to get right with God. Tonight is the night to say, I want to tell you, I, I, I've seen what Jesus Christ paid for me. I'm not going to play around anymore. I got to get rid of some things out of my life. I got to clean up some things if I have to. Whatever is holding me back, whatever things of the world are trying to pull me away, I need to cut strings with them. Tell somebody, cut loose those things. You got to cut loose. He didn't suffer for nothing. He paid the price for a reason. You may ask me, how is the power of the cross beneficial to me? 
But you may have sins for which you need forgiveness. You may have relationship wounds. Wounds of abuse. Wounds from other Christians. You may be suffering from guilt and shame. You may be experiencing pain and suffering. Can I tell you there's a remedy tonight? That remedy is the power of the cross. And you may ask, how is it that the cross can be the power, can be the remedy tonight? Well, I want to give you a story that happened in the Bible. And it's the same thing you and I need to do tonight. You see, the children of Israel were rebelling against God as they were going through the wilderness. And a plague came upon them. And they just started dying all over the place. And Moses ran to God and God says, I tell you what you need to do. Get a brazen serpent. Make a brazen serpent quick. Put it on a cross. Lift it up. And then whenever they're bitten by the snakes, as they look at that brazen serpent, they're healed. Now I'm going to tell you something. I, don't believe, I believe there's some people that says, I don't believe any nonsense about any brazen serpent. I'm not looking at any serpent. And they died. But there were others that were bitten and they looked at the serpent and they lived. Can I tell you tonight it's the same thing. You, The remedy is the cross. If you look to the cross of Jesus Christ, it will be the remedy for your situation tonight. You may think it's foolish. You may think it doesn't make sense. But that's what God says. The cross is the answer. There is power in the blood. There is power in the blood of Jesus. There is power in the blood of Jesus. Don't take it for granted, my friend. You see, God's ways are not like our ways. And so many of us want to try to bring God down to our level. And we want to put God and tell him how he should do things and how he should do it. Just like you remember Naaman. He was leprous. And he heard that there was a prophet in Israel that could heal him. And he went down to the prophet's house. And the prophet didn't even bother to come out to him. The prophet sent his servant. And the servant came out. And the servant opened the door. And he didn't go outside. He just opened the door. And says, the man of God says, go dip in the water seven, in Jordan River seven times. Close the door and went back in. And Naaman, the captain of the army of Syria, thought of who he was. And he says, does he know who I am? Does he understand that I have waters in my place that are rivers that are better than this river Jordan? I don't understand this man. He said, I thought he would come out and he would call on the name of his God. And he would say, holy, holy. And he would wave. Is that, that's what he said. He would wave his hand up and down over me. He wanted a ceremony. And he thought of a way that he thinks that's the way God should work. God should have sent the man of God out and tell him to wave his hand over him and do everything. And he went away. The Bible says he got mad and he went, he was going away. And one of his servants says, Master, Master, just a minute, just a minute. He says, Master, if he'd asked you to do something difficult, wouldn't you have done it? All he asked you to do is to dip and be healed. And Naaman thought about it and says, okay. He went down to the Jordan River and he says, he got into it and he dipped once. 
nothing happened. Two times, three times, nothing, four times, five times. I think he must have paused and said, oh, should I bother? Because he's a stubborn man. Just like some of us. We're stubborn. God's speaking to us and we're saying, oh, no. We want it our way. We want it when we want. We want to do it another time. And he did the sixth time and nothing happened. And he remembered. I think the little servant came back to him and says, Master. He said, seven. Seven. You can't six. Just one more, Master. And he says, okay. His hand, the Bible says, became like the, the skin of a baby. The leprous. God's saying the same thing to you tonight. The remedy for your situation is just simple to believe in the power of the cross. And to trust God to change a situation. If you will just by faith believe God tonight. If you will just look to God tonight and call on him. And says God I need you to rescue me. There is power in the cross to deliver me. There is power in the cross to turn over my sit turn around my situation. There is power in the cross to save me. There is power in the cross to deliver me. There is power in the cross to heal me. There is power in the blood of Jesus. Because by your stripes I am healed. Is there somebody tonight that will do that? Is there somebody tonight that will simply believe God and simply trust God? And that will be your dipping tonight. It was as simple as looking to God and to believe God. I want you to stand together with me for a moment because I want you to believe God tonight. Somebody somewhere. Somebody somewhere I need to know that tonight is a night for you to trust God to say, I've had enough of the world. I've had enough of these things. The blood of Jesus is not going to go in vain for me. But I want to believe God tonight. If, you're, if you've never made that decision for Christ, I want to say to you, tonight is the night that you need to do so. We're going to ask them to put on the overhead as the hymn. It says, ought to, ought all to Jesus. It's the one at the cross, at the cross. The one, same thing you sang before, at the cross. I want you to put that same hymn back up on the cross. And as we sing it tonight, because I want you to remember that it was at the cross where my burdens rolled away. Maybe tonight if you never made Christ your Lord, tonight you want to do so. Maybe tonight if you've been drifting and you want to recommit to God tonight. I want to give you a chance to do so tonight. Yes, we're going to have communion, but I want to take this. This is important. Now I want you to take the time tonight for us to pray for you. If you recognize tonight that you need the cross to intervene in your life. Maybe you're going through something tonight. Maybe you're going through a situation where you need the power of the blood to undertake for you tonight. I'm going to ask you as we sing it, will you slip out for a few moments and come to the cross and come to the altar and believe God and says, I'm looking to you tonight, God, because there is power in the cross to change my situation. Can you help us as you lead us with that hymn as you go? Alas and my Savior bleed and did my sovereign die. Would he devote that sacred hair for such as I? At the cross tonight. At the cross tonight. 
just before you sing that next verse some of you know what you're doing that you think is a secret I don't want to call out some of those things tonight I don't want to see you standing up down there and you know you need to be here and say to God I need a change I need to make a new commitment when we sing it again you need to make a decision to make those changes you ain't going to have the power on your, on your own to be able to do it. You don't have the power on your own to stop posting those things that you're posting. You need the power of the blood of Jesus. Tonight is the night for you to say, God, I need you to give me the victory to say no to sin and yes to righteousness. As we sing it again tonight. I don't want you to stand in your seat like you're so wonderful when you know there's some things that you need to make right with God. You're not coming to me. This is your chance. This is your chance tonight. We're singing it again. Was it for Christ? Was it for Christ that I have done?
everybody in the dance group to come up here right now. I need everybody in the dance group to come up here right now. You wanted me to call you out. talk to God. I need to be open to be honest. You're standing before. Don't lie to the Holy Spirit tonight. You know some of you, some of the things. And I want you to get right with God tonight. We're going to sing the rest of it. And I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to begin to talk with God.
anoint you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Jesus, Holy Spirit, 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 Spirit of God, 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 touch, touch them, Spirit of God. Spirit of God, Spirit of God, Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. 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 Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Spirit of the living God. Fall afresh tonight, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Holy Spirit. Father, there is power in your blood. I want you to demonstrate tonight, God, that there is power. In your blood. There's been a lack of. There's been another fear of God in this place. God it's time they begin to see it. That they will know. That they need to fear you. We can't just do anything. We can't just live anyhow. To do right in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you got to do right. In the name of Jesus. 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 the sand it's a line in the sand night tonight God wants to draw a line in the sand he didn't die on the cross so we could just live anyhow he didn't suffer those beatings where they took the whip maybe I should show you where they ripped his flesh apart when he was innocent because he saw your sin and my sin. We can't live in sin. There's some things that we're doing that we shouldn't be doing and we know better.
Son in flawless in things in the world and then just take God's emblem as if it doesn't matter you can fool everybody else but not God And there is a time when God says enough is enough and tonight he's drawing a line in the sand he says you either mean business or you don't. Because he paid dearly, my friends. He paid dearly for your sins. He paid dearly for my sin. And you're going to have to give an account one day. We can't just do anything. Say anything. Post anything. Act like we're not believers. We got to clean ourselves up. We got to get ourselves right with God. You're going to see something new in this church. If you don't, you're going to see what God does. I'm telling you, this is a warning tonight. Clean up some of those things, get rid of some of those stuff. Get right with God. You don't want the Spirit of God to expose you. And do some things that is not what you want. Because we cannot play church anymore. He loves you too much to leave you the way you are. And He paid too dearly for it. So I'm going to pray. Back to your seat. The leaders are going to come and we're going to serve the communion. Father God, you pay the price for our sins. Not so that we could live life the way we wanted, but we owe you our life. My life doesn't belong to me anymore. Our lives doesn't belong to us. It belongs to you. And God, you know the truth tonight. You know the truth about all of us tonight. You know the truth. We need you. We need your forgiveness. We need your cleansing. We need you to apply the blood again tonight. We all need to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. We need you, Jesus. But I ask you to give those who are struggling, who the enemy is pulling away, bring them back, God. There is power in your blood. I plead the blood of Jesus over this congregation tonight. I plead the blood of Jesus over this whole congregation tonight. I declare, God, that we would walk before you in uprightness. We would walk before you in integrity. We would walk before you in purity.
we would cleanse our lives we would get rid of the things that are contaminating and we would walk before you in a life that is pleasing to the oh God because you didn't pay the price that you paid for us to be lukewarm you said if you're lukewarm, you said you will Lord, we don't want any to be spewed out tonight. So there's a decision being made right now, God. In the hearts of all of us. To be committed to you. To follow you. To live for you. I pray that when we leave here tonight, God. There's some things that we need to take down. Some things we need to clean up. I pray that we will do those. So that our lives will be pleasing to you. Thank you for what you're doing right now. Thank you for the work of the Spirit. For the changes that are taking place. For the transformation that is coming. To the glory of God the praise of his name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand tonight. The leaders are coming. We're going to take our communion. You may be seated. I want to read a passage of scripture taken from 1 Corinthians. Paul writes into the church at Corinth. And he says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. That the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This too as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. Let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself. Not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason many are weak and sick among you and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. Bow your heads with me. Close your eyes. Let's ask God. Let's each of us examine ourselves. Not the person beside us. But for a moment. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to shed his light upon our hearts. To reveal the truth of our lives. The condition of our soul. Where we really are with Jesus. Our Father. 
when we examine ourselves, we find ourselves guilty. We have said things we shouldn't say. We have had thoughts that are not pleasing to you. We have done things that are not appropriate. Our attitude have not always been right. Forgive us, O oh God. Apply the blood of Jesus tonight. And forgive us. Cleanse us. From all unrighteousness. We judge ourselves tonight God. So that we would not be judged. We acknowledge our sin. We acknowledge our inadequacies. And we repent. And we turn from them. And we turn to you. In Jesus name. Father, we ask you to bless the emblems tonight. That which represents your broken body. That which represents your shed blood. Sanctify them, God. And as we partake of them tonight, may they bring all the benefits and blessing that comes to us through the communion. May it be upon us tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You're going to be served both emblems. You want to take both and hold them. And then we're going to partake together. So as you serve, you're going to be served both emblems. Take both emblems and hold them. And then we'll partake together. Thank you for the cross, Lord. Thank you for the price you paid, bearing all my sin and shame. In love you came and gave amazing grace. Thank you for this love, Lord. Thank you for the Wash me in your cleansing flow. Now all I know, your forgiveness and embrace. Worthy is the Lamb. it on the throne. Crown you now with bliss.
no leaven in it because the leaven represents sin and he had no sin. It has holes in it to remind us that he was pierced for our transgression and it is stripe because by his stripes we are healed. Tonight you can receive by faith all the benefits that accrue because of what Christ did on the cross. And what a night to be able to do that. And the night when we remember when he went to the cross. This is his body, he says, which is broken for you. Do this, he says, in remembrance of me. Let's eat it together and receive. the same manner. He took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood. The old covenant was not sufficient. The blood of bulls and calves could not take away sin. 
It required sinless blood. Blood of Jesus Christ. He paid the price. So tonight, let's drink it in remembrance and receive from Him. Hallelujah. For it reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. The blood shall never lose its power. Let's stand together as we get ready to close. For it reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley Oh, the blood that gives me strength from your hands as I pronounce the benediction. Father God, we thank you for the power that's in the blood. We thank you for the victory that we have in Jesus Christ. We are on the winning side. The devil is a defeated foe. Great is he who is in us than he that's in the world. So tonight, God, we leave covered under the blood of Jesus. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. As together we say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Forever and ever. Amen. There's a, there's a fish fry outside, but before you go, we're going to sing as we close this. As you leave, I'm standing under the blood. And then you can go. We're gonna... I am standing on, under the blood. Standing right under the blood. I am standing right under the blood. And the devil can do me no harm. No harm, no harm, no harm. No harm, no harm.
Stay under the blood. 